0: Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on January the 28th, 2018. I used to give lots of talks on the big system, the big system that really controls everything. And I'd give lots of examples from people in the know who were part of the system, even on a a higher employee side of it you might say, some of them were. And Carl Quigley, of course, Professor Carl Quigley, was awfully important. He was one of many whose job it was was to basically select the people and push them forward for grooming for higher positions. And, and he was attached to the Cecil Rhodes Foundation. That's how he picked and put forward Bill Clinton and many others too. And you also find that he also taught various diplomacies and techniques to those in the State Department of the US and different governments or parties, you might say, and how the system really worked at that particular level. But he, remember, was also the historian for the Council on Foreign Relations. He talked about it in his two main books. One was the Anglo-American Establishment, an excellent book to read, that really gives you some of the beginnings of I say some of the beginnings because he goes into the Cecil Rhodes Foundation and the Lord Alfred Milner group in the kindergarten, the ones who literally set up the idea at that particular period in the 1800s for using the British Empire as the beginnings of a system for world empire. But they knew from the start that they would use London or England and the British military because they had tremendous sway all through the, the, the British government at that time too. So they could get Britain into wars and use the British taxpayer, of course, to fund the wars for private corporations, which they themselves had big shares in. And they thought that was the right way to run the world, that this particular financial elite at the top had the right to rule the world and shape his destiny. Very important books. And... He admitted that when he wrote the book in the 1960s, he said that there is and has existed, as to paraphrase it, uh, for some time, and actually in some talks he says for over 60 years, as he's a group or dedicated to basically internationalism and bringing in a world type of governance system. And it worked, he said. It is often mistaken as a communists because th- their techniques and their goals are much the same as a communist. Awfully interesting to read that. And he's talking about the Council on Foreign Relations in the US and, and the parent company, which was a Royal Institute for International Affairs in Britain, which also has now an international affairs department for the whole of the EU, the European Union. So it truly is global. And it has the, the Asia-Pacific Rim group as well. They were working. It was the same. One group drafted all the agreements up for NAFTA, for the free trade negotiations for the Americas, for the European Union to amalgamate all the countries they drafted, the same organization, and for the Pacific Rim regions as well. All these trade deals and the systems that are meant to integrate them by their laws, and eventually until they're so integrated they have a, a central government running each. Part. So one for Europe, one for the Far East, and one for the Americas. That's how it was basically to be set up. And, it, and no wonder he said it was often mistaken for the communists, because don't forget that Karl Marx talked about the same thing for these free trading blocks to be formed with central governments in each one of them under a global government eventually. And he also said that this system would have a free trade base, basically. But the intention was to amalgamate them all Under one authority, in other words And don't forget too That Karl Marx wrote most of his stuff In London, England and you have to start to sniff around and think, wait a minute here. <laughs> uh, it's like a disease. If you get symptoms of a disease, like a detective, you try to find out the source. And if you keep going back to the same place, then you, you say, wait a minute here. What, what is it, this place called London? And it had the capital, the city, of course, where all, all the top banks were for international commerce. But also had this uh, world outlook to rule the world. And they used Britain, I'd say, because a lot of the people who were in the London, the city, and who run the money system really had come in to Britain from elsewhere. And uh, they owned the banks. They, they owned massive trade routes across the planet for merchandise. That's what they call merchant bankers. Tremendously powerful. And eventually also knew they could move, after they used Britain as, a, as an embryo for this, they could then move uh, the, the main operations to the United States eventually. Because they knew they would ring... Britain dry with a taxation system, and true enough, two world wars, uh, and that, that finished them off pretty well. And by that time, they'd risen the U.S. up uh, using the two wars, because the, the U.S. banks, and it's often the same bankers who'd moved over, in fact, uh, who lent to the banks in, in Britain, and lent to all the, the conflicting governments in World War I, for instance. They made tremendous, tremendous money off, lending money out to, up to all sides. But again that's another story but Carl Quigley did go into the techniques that he used he admitted in the, uh, the Anglo-American establishment for instance that this clique, this private group that ran government they, they, they owned government pretty well in Britain and at that time they had their own secret names for things they ran it as they said like, like um, on a type of, of Freemasonry free idea According to Cecil Rhodes, for instance, he actually said that there would have to be secrets, and there would be different levels and layers of workers that would work for it, and each one would be kind of secret from the one above it type of thing. Nothing has changed there. And the plan to take over most of Africa from, from the Dutch uh, by different deceptions, and they had the plan the Jameson Raid. Uh, which, uh, and blamed it on the Dutch for starting it, in order to get the British uh, army in, uh, paid for by taxpayers again, so they could run all their gold fields and diamond uh, fields and so on, uh, and the British taxpayer would pay for all. Nothing much changes. All wars are the same. They're economic. So Quigley did a a lot out of the bag. He also wrote, as I say, the tragedy and hope. Uh, He mentions different things occasionally here, and you have to read the whole thing, which is very boring, a lot of it. Some of it's interesting. And other parts are just like little little paragraphs that where gems are. To, they're scattered throughout it. Where you have to grab on to it and say, my goodness, well, there you go. And this is from a guy, who remember, who was the historian for this private group. They have their own archives of history. They're real histories. Because they had, it, the reason he wrote the books, in fact, Tragedy and Hope especially, he said it was time that the public got to know the importance of this group who had been behind so much of their history for so long. And he thought it was time, and it would be okay to let the public know. They'd probably accept it. Actually, we don't think he was wrong, because definitely today they'd accept anything. Today, for sure. Because they're so mind-bombed and out of it with everything. But back then, I guess, maybe there were still some people who would say, wait a minute here, no, no, we're not enough of that, you know. And the time, too, that that Quigley released his book, Judging Hope, which was suppressed after the first publication. It went out there and so many thousands were sold. And then the publisher, who of course the members at the top of the publishing houses also were members of this, this world elite group in the Council of Foreign Relations, basically took ownership of the plates, the printing plates, and they, they told them that they destroyed them and they wouldn't print anymore. And some other enterprising group Managed to get the hold of of the old books. Uh, they used the, the the new types of, of systems of uh, web offset litho. I guess copied them all, and put them out exactly as they were, and that's how the public managed to get enough uh, enough copies to read even to this day. Anybody can actually do that today. A lot of the books you'll hear on, on so-called alternative radio and so on, it's a money-making scheme for a lot of the characters. So actually, a lot of the stuff they put out is a money-making scheme, regardless, even the whole uh, pretended cause that they go under. Uh, but the thing is, uh, yeah, you can, you can uh, print them up yourself because the copyright's out, you see, on those books, especially when the, the, the publisher and printer took over and they smashed in the place and denied ownership of them. If, if they deny ownership, that's that, you see. You can do what you want with them. If they do, they still have ownership. It's a different story altogether. But anyway, you do have so much that's been... Uh, again, they can release this kind of th- information. And, and Quigley himself came out and talked... To different people on the quiet, and some of his students too. And there's tapes out there you can hear some of them. We would into some of this. Now he was all for, and he said it in his book Tragedy and Hope that he was all for the goals of the Council on Foreign Relations in America, from America, and the Royal Institute for International Affairs from Britain, and that he was he was just he just didn't go along with all of their methods of doing things. He said. Don't think that, and this is the whole thing, if people would use their heads, which is a hard thing for most folk to do. Don't think that people in countries, the average person, say in America, or in Britain, or any other country for that matter, decides things. They don't, the most, most average people don't get a chance to decide anything. The farce of democracy is, is a complete joke. And you'll notice that whoever leads any different part of NGO group or special group or whatever for democracy Is working on behalf of the establishment that owns democracy Because the Joe public hasn't got a say in anything It doesn't happen So whenever they say that the British people have, have decided or declared or what No, they haven't Or they, they, they're so ticked off with, see oh, Osama Ben Laden, they want to go to war No, they didn't Didn't know who he was even and things like that, but that's that's what governments do to justify their their heavy-handed approaches to things. In other words, the plans had already made before anything actually happens. But it's always been the way that they do things. So don't think for an instant that the Anglo-American establishment—now you they're talking about the establishment, the ruling group, the oligarchies—they don't even have to even be American or British. Don't don't forget that either. They just own the establishment. They are the establishment. In this system, who has the money and owns things is the, estab- is the part of the establishment. It's that simple. You get different layers down below them that Aldous Huxley talked about, such as uh, he said himself uh, that he, and his, his brother Julian even more so, uh, said that they were part of the scientific elite, who could could help who helped the masters basically the oligarchs of the money boys above them they ran the, the, the systems of all sciences but they're also talking about the, the social sciences the behaviorist sciences the ways of managing the populace to either make them believe something or stop them from believing something or change their opinions on things that's where all most of these things are today very accurate sciences by the way and they have time on their side, so they can make it, anybody could believe anything eventually with enough time and money and repetition or training at school. So therefore, you, you have admissions from different people, and I've got lots of other examples too, but I won't go through them all tonight, of people with their quotes and their statements of different branches of ruling on behalf or helping the elite manage the populations which they own. And I say own because we're owned. We are owned. When you don't say when you have your 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 basic uh, farm animals don't have rights as such, the owners have the rights, and even above that to an extent, much of the rights depends on, on animals, farm animals, on the money boys again, who can lift up the price of anything or crash the price of anything. The farmers they're at the whims of all. That. So it's the same thing over and over. Every strata you look at it 's the same, same thing with the same same money people basically running the show, and you 'll find too a lot of, a lot of people too don 't really understand themselves. they might own millions and maybe even billions of dollars worth of, of businesses or inherit them from their their, their, their parents but you 'll find that the big investment companies that manage their money for them are that have the real power because they know what they 're doing. And if you get, for instance, I remember seeing a, a documentary put out by the son of uh, of one of the big, big companies out there, and uh, I think it was Johnson's company. And he, it was a quite good documentary, even around uh, different of that members of that class, that particular class, talking to them on, on their real opinions of things, trying to get to understand how they or, or say how they thought about things. What impressed me really was the power that these investors had that take care of their money and go around with other big multi-billionaires and millionaires and invest their monies too. So if if you have an agenda, for instance, you wouldn't have to go around the different big heads of corporations or the owners. You just have to try and get your, your man, your one person, or, or put, elevate the top investment branch or whatever, and get them to take on everybody's contracts. And then you, can, then you can literally crash countries if you want to, by having them all put money into, or take all money their monies away from that country and put it somewhere else. There's tremendous power. So don't be swayed by just the names of people at times. There are many layers of the governance system at work today interlacing with each other in circles of power, they all know what the agendas happen to be, and they all know their own part in it now you, you think in my lifetime i 've watched all the different g8s and G20s and G Gwhizzes get informed out of thin air, and no population of any country got a vote. On them. I didn't see any charters in any country getting drafted up to allow for them Yet the public were just announced. Well, you're you're your prime minister or your presidents are part of this G whatever and They make big big important decisions collectively and this that what you are seeing is just the next part that was the next phase of the global agenda worked out long before you ever heard of the G's and the G whizzes and the G G's so That's how they announce things But the thing is how fast people uh, adopt terminology The media does immediately always Because that's their job And to get you used to hearing about it So you'll think it's somehow normal like gravity But don't forget someone Had to come up with the idea They had to work To see how they put it across to the public Without the public And and get involved in saying no And so the, the public are kept out of it So they're not involved at all There's no chance of them saying no the farce that's going on right now, the, the, the Davos idea, is part of that too. Do you vote for any, you know, do you vote for these uh, creatures that go to Davos? Do you? Well, you have some of it the politicians go. But look at all the rest of them. Do you vote for all these private entrepreneurs? What do you think they're all there for? Most of them that go there. Derive their, their bulk of their income, or even their startup money, often for their corporations and public private partnerships from countries. You don't get to vote on that either. You think of the persuasion that went on. And I, I can say persuasion, you know, there's many ways you can break down persuasion <laughs> to get the politicians of different countries to go along, for instance, with the electronic cars and fund people. Like Elon Musk, for instance Who seems to have amassed a fortune From different countries and previous ventures With this kind of idea And you end up financing a good chunk of his new corporation Can you get that kind of startup money? In your business? Of course not Well, how come some can and you can't? How, how can you do it when what? Well, he? He's asking for it will be Multi-billions eventually Across the whole world We've got Australia building his, his batteries from and stuff, and putting up the factories, and Canada's... I don't know if, how they match the, whatever funding he's put in himself, but building their, their electric cars here in Canada and so on. So, you have to say to yourself, wait, wait a minute here, who are these leaders of your country that you supposedly vote for? And what, what kind of statutes do they go under? That gives them the right to use your money Don't forget, government has no money Everything they give away is from you, the taxpayer Always is Government uses money, they don't create money So who asked you to give chunks of your hard-earned cash To private corporations like this To put mandates through which eventually will get most folk off of the roads Which is agenda 20, for the whole 21st century Not this 2030, that's just a part of it The whole 21st century is agenda 21 All the 2030s now are, are the part The next meetings, etc, etc And get things accomplished The next part, the next part, the next part But the whole 21st century Read the agenda for the whole of the 20th They must accomplish all of this in 100 years And that is to get most of you off the road It's in the Charter And there's ways to get you off the road. You can simply outlaw cars. Oh, scream, howl, blah, blah. So no, we're not going to outlaw them. We're going to phase in electric cars. But don't worry, the government's going to subsidise the selling costs because they're so darned expensive. And and so people, you know, the the, the lowest of the lump in proletariat, as Marx called them. Oh, well, that's okay then, you know. No, it's not okay, because why should the rest of the taxpayers pay for, for a good chunk of your electric car And these electric cars and I read the articles before To you all About the cost of replacing the batteries after four year Forty odd thousand dollars Well I don't think this car, these cars are going to be For the average person Do you? And I've given you all the reasons why not Never mind the fact that in this climate With global warming uh, causing the temperatures to be colder and colder And colder all the time And long, long winters like we have right now Try to charge these things in the freezing sub-zero temperatures Well batteries Even your ordinary car battery Doesn't like being frozen And these temperatures Never mind a whole bank of them Depending on st- which are going to run the car And it won't hold its charge that long either Even if you've charged it at the beginning of the night By the next morning it could be kaputsky And then same thing with um, Ploughing through deep deep snow and stuff With all that force of gale Force winds in front of you and all that, They burn out no time so it's not meant to be practical, at least in this climate here. It's meant to be a part measure to get you off the road and eventually phase out cars altogether. Agenda 21, remember, said that private ownership of vehicles was to be eventually outlawed. It'd be, it'd be essential vehicles only, that's ambulances, police and so on. And for the rest of you, it, it'd be public transportation. So it's quite easy to see where it's to go And if everybody, even if everybody under this great uh, Pollyanna idea Oh, let's let's just put charging stations everywhere you know. Okay, we're cutting back On nuclear power And all other kinds of power and coal power And all the rest of it is getting phased out More and more folk will have to charge their batteries For electric cars Someone's going to fall short somewhere Don't you think so? If if we're barely Succeeding now with our windmills and all the rest of it And And the last of the nuclear power stations Do you really think you're going to be able to do all this kind of stuff And charge your cars As well as use all your other electric utilities Down the road No, it's not going to happen You're in for, what did they call it? Austerity Remember that term, austerity Your future is planned And being a farm animal uh, Don't forget Farmers even if an animal gets injured and they have to put it down, they try to remove all the other animals or the one getting put down away from all the rest. Because it's an effect on, it makes them all uneasy and nervous. Uh, even sheep or whatever it happens to be, or cattle, uh, uh, they know what's going on. And so they don't want to, to get all panicked. So they remove the, the, the injured animal or they move the rest of the animals out of the way. And they'll put the, the one down. That's how you manage animals. It's there, 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 pat, pat, pat. You see, and take it easy. You know these terms you use with horses and so on. Take it easy, easy, easy. Blah 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 blah. Well, that's what you get. That's what you get. Don't look at the terrible things that are happening in the world. Don't be involved in things. Look on the bright side of life. And that's how, how your farmers treat you. They don't they don't want you inv- if you saw what was going on and to it to heart and says, wait a minute here, I've got a part to play in this, then then you, you might become a problem. It's far easier if you simply switch off bad news or news that's essential for your knowledge, because it's, it's so disconcerting. And look at the happy stuff. You know, the happy, awful, terrible comedy is probably written by a machine, I think. With its canned laughter and, and its formula system. But that's a human thing to, to try to shy away from something that's frightening. We'd like to live in a, a, a real system where people above you really were elected by you and were really there to, to look after the people, all people. Wouldn't we? We're much, much nicer. Wouldn't it be? But it's never been like that. That's the cover, that's the thing they want you to believe in. Now, Carl Quigley also talked about the people who belonged to this organization he was referring to. The one that were often mistaken as communists. And he said that they had real communists as members, they had dictators, they had all kinds of people. They were not prejudiced against anybody at all. If, if, if the group could see they could use people from any particular sector, they'd do so, and that's what they did. But again, don't lose sight on the fact that they often were mistaken because their tactics and their goals as communists. Now, long, long ago, I've mentioned before that long ago, they talked about the big leaders churned out books on socialism. The idea of the planned society the managed society run by experts and so on That was really the goal of it all The same really as communism That was the pie in the sky idea Those who were in and ruled Russia Were often from, weren't even Russian Most of them, most of the top rulers And no had no idea, no, 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 uh, no possible intention Of making it really that much better for most people at all Although they themselves who ruled Russia right to the end Lived like kings, many of them and they fled the country before it came down. They had lots of articles in the paper for those who care to use their, their memory, especially the British papers. And you would see them leaving Russia with private armies all the way to the airport as they took their look with them and from a country that supposedly, where everything was run by the state, the central system was run by the state. And then, of course, they even showed you some of the top bankers from the supposedly central bank system, supposedly, leaving as well with their, with their private guards all the way to the airports and had articles of who they were, some of them, in the British papers, <laughs> quite fascinating. And so a whole class, a ruling class of Russia, of the Soviet system, left and took their plunder with them, because plunder it was. The amount of money that was accumulated, often in American dollars and British pounds. That, again, that they had their, their own cash system and, st- and shops for the ruling elite Just for them It's just astonishing, really How people could still prattle on about The, the great social experiment I think the social experiment part Was to see how, how long they could keep a hold And keep suppression off a of people Who are always taught uh, Everyone who's getting born is taught Yeah, it's pretty bad now But uh, we're, we're working for the, a better future which never comes for you. You can learn an awful lot by looking at at things and thinking and remembering things. An awful lot. The the reason you don't think so much of it is because you're taught not to. And you're taught to look at things at face value. Whatever the media... And don't forget the media. I've gone through the articles by the media themselves and often their owners who've talked about it uh, many years ago, what their purpose was in controlling the minds of the public. Always, always Of course it is, always, always And don't fall for this right-wing, left-wing it, This is just to keep you in your camp And manage you even better That's all it is That's all it is And that, that will never change It'll Never, ever change And that their members at the top who own all these media chains Are all members of the same club I'm talking like, like Quigley's Club for instance And... They're quite open about all the, all the ways they even got countries into wars, big, big wars, so that they could expand their global empire and then say, well, we can't have this again, so let's give up your sovereignty and amalgamate you into a big trading block which we will run and profit from. And that's how it is. Order out of chaos is the Masonic slogan that Pike had as his motto, basically. It's just that, it's order out of chaos. You must, but the thing is, you see, the, the, people just don't think very far. They, they take things, again, at face value. You see, if you create the chaos, then you can guide it through re- reformation and so on. You can guide it into the order that you've already planned. And that's what it really means. It's not like they're just shooting in the dark and hoping for a good outcome. They know exactly where they're supposed to go and where they want to go. The leaders do; the followers don't, at the bottom. And Pike said that himself. He said, he says that the lower degrees, he says, are just the outer portico. Basically, they don't know what's going on. He says they don't know it any more than the general public. They get little freebies and little breaks from certain rules and legalities, maybe, and lower taxes. But that's about it at that level." So you create the chaos and you say, oh gee, we can't go there but We've got a good idea here, why don't you give up your sovereignty and amalgamate? And if you amalgamate, you need a big central bank Well, we'll own it, it'll be private, but we'll run it using your money And so on and so on it goes, you see It's quite easy And the politicians that are created uh, will really work for the, for the owners of the whole system Which are corporations, so you're in different corporations, every country is a corporation uh, under the law. That's what it is. And when you're into one, it's a big, a big agreement, like, like an amalgamation of corporations. And that's how it really is. But the, the general public don't know what's going on. So, order out of chaos. Now, if you notice the whole, say, the revolutionary, this is all part of the revolutionary plan, remember? Don't think about the little, forget the, the, these awful, awful old Soviet paintings. And communist paintings of, of the man or the woman and their, or the French Revolution here With a big red flag and all that stuff And bearing their chest for the bullets and Forget that tripe Because people who rule and manage things and bring it about to happen Never take part in any fighting And quite often they're not even in the country and involved So stop being a fool at the bottom level where your simple emotions are being twanged and tweaked by those who know how to tweak them. And if you lose sight of, that, of logic and let emotion rule, you'll always be had, you'll always be taken for a ride, and you'll never get anywhere in life. It's quite easy to understand that. But the revolutionary movement, remember, had its plain goals, very plain, with the abolition of different things like family. Abolition of all sexual restraint. And on and on it went, and subcategories of the same thing. I mean, the old, the early Communist Party brought in early psychology at the time and drafted up uh, the, the rules that they're making a religion, you see. So the, the, the rules were, you know, that women are just women because they were made to play with dolls when they were small. And they were made to wear dresses And all boys uh, play with toy guns and so on because, because that's what their parents gave them And you can see today Where they have I'll put a link in fact Where you'll see the end of Europe is isn't just massive migration Which is an invasion, of course it is When the mounts are Figured to come in will eliminate the present domestic populations In a few years Well, that's more than just a, That's the big, big agenda here And every politician up there in every country is in on it. They know. They know. know. Of course they know. (laughs) They can't very well say they didn't notice. But mind you, they've got the gall, they might say that. But there you go. And as I say, things are really straight out in the open, if you care to look. And you're dealing with a very old plan to eliminate the peoples, especially of the cultured, of of the, the European and Scandinavian peoples. Eliminate them all. And you'll find that, that you order up chaos. As the, the chaos ensues and ensues and ensues, then the same small elite will end up dominating all of you. And it will solve lots of problems for a, a dominant elite, a dominant minority. And if you look at, see the Communist Manifesto with, with their planks, Of the manifesto That it's all been accomplished And they haven't finished yet There are subdivisions of them too And it was so bad at the early After the Bolshevik revolution For a few years With the so-called free love In the communist countries And so many children were being aborted By the leadership Not so much the leadership But the, 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 the movers and shaker level On behalf of those above them uh, of course, they had all their free love and so on and until nobody could bond with anybody that all these children didn't want. And the real elite above it all said, this can't go on like this. Even though they'd, they'd initially authorized it all, they knew they'd have to rein it in to get some kind of order and stability in the system and going back to marriage. And so, and so that's what happened. But they pushed all the rest of it for the West and it's still getting pushed to, the, to its end degree today or beyond... People and they're all and everything now, animals and everything, and that's what's getting pushed even more so. So it's been a continuous revolution, continuous revolution, and those in power and in the elite always make sure they profit of every stage of destruction. So you have the end of the family unit, and you've got massive divorce court levels now, and lawyers got literally armies of them. Like the Devil's Advocate movie, you know. How do you think we're taking over the world by we're churning out armies, millions of armies, millions every year across the world of, of lawyers. And for every chaos that they create, every bit of chaos, there's a new branch of law to deal with it. And with all the chaos, with venereal diseases of all kinds, then there's whole divisions of medicine to to deal with it and try to treat it and all the rest. Every every bit of the supposed freedoms that are pushed incredibly profitable for those in charge, and the taxpayer generally ends up paying for all of it, as as always. And you see the same thing with uh, the end of religions, the old religions of the West. And don't forget, it's not Muslims, for instance, that demanded that, that uh, years ago that they come into into the, into Europe, it was other groups that you wouldn't think were were uh, interested, but they were, in bringing in Muslim groups, not to assimilate, but to perhaps to destroy another enemy within. But you, you find again, profit off it, profit off it, profit off it. And so they did away with the old religion, the old traditional religions of Europe, say, then... They gives you psychiatry and psychology to take over the slack. And don't forget that the, the, the Freudian idea of psychotherapy, which has not been proven to work at all. And even though Freud himself made quite uh, amazing statements being, about being a revolutionary in the t- revolutionary tradition of destroying the European culture, he himself, uh, you know, he, he didn't cure anybody of anything. It's quite amazing to see where his mind really was or even told one of his students to seduce the patients if they were rich and wealthy and get their money and maybe even marry them to get their money. Cold-blooded. And and he boasted about always wanting to be incredibly rich from it all too. There was nothing altruistic about that kind of thing at all. But the whole idea, again, was to do away with morality of, of Europe, the family unit, and what he called sexual suppression. And you end up now until... I, I really do think that in some of the countries uh, there are probably more children being aborted than given live births in some people, some some cultures. I really do think so. And that is the end of of a people when you've got to that stage. And you've been driven to it and shown where to go about it all, thinking you're all ch- making your own choices, but you weren't, not at all. So again, you have psychotherapists that take over under the guise of the Freudian psychology, from the old priests that would go where you go for and have your confession, for instance, if you were a Catholic, and now you just go to and pay money to, to to prattle off to someone who has no interest at all, really, except lining their own pockets For listening to your problems. Then they give you social work departments to take care of the of the fallout, of family and uh, the children, and everything else. And, Incredibly lucrative as you well know We've done many programs on that in the past So order, sure, and profit out of chaos Always, always, always Always, always And with the wars that they're all involved in And you pay for it all the way through your taxes and so on They also have the big corporations and military-industrial complex That makes, inc- literally, it's well-named well, well They I may mean, have killing with all their wars And everything that's damaged or used has to be replaced by, again, you the taxpayer. With the guarantee of the government. Who, who does your government serve when they will make these deals for big private corporations? Who, who do they serve? They don't even ask your permission. That we're going to give so and so so many billions of dollars of your money. And you think, you really think you've got democracies. What a joke. What a joke. And again, you got left wing and right wing, they all happen to do the same. Isn't that? A coincidence When it comes to 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 the time's up You've got to make your mind up And give it to this company Or that company Or the military boys Industrial complex boys They'll cave in immediately Don't they? Uh Interesting so as I say, you know, everything that is for this, this plan, this is planned change. This is not change that' Necessitating in itself and pushing itself on. This is all everything you've been through in your entire life, all the big changes right to the present time, and the ones that come were planned long before you were born, in phases. So it's not just adapt to change, because it's always happening. The changes we've seen in our whole lifetime here is planned, It's been planned. Right down to the, the backlash, the blowback, and, and the multitudes they would move through wars in the Middle East. I've read articles about it in the 70s, that this would, would, would happen if they ever had a big push across the Middle East and the Asian countries. Massive migrations. The Rockefeller Foundation turned out papers on it because they had all divisions working on it, because that's what they wanted. <laughs> and you're living through it. And most folks say, well, I know we wrote that, that, but they really couldn't have done it. Well, they, you've lived, they have done it. Yes, they have done it. They didn't happen all by itself. We've seen all the articles. We've read them. Even the CFR at one point, and I read that too, said that the best ally they have now in America would, would, would be the ISIS group, because they had on their plans to take out uh, Syria too. Remember, it's the same neocon agenda, the New American Century group. Same, same agenda, the same list of countries to be taken out And it won't, they won't stop It doesn't matter who's in power And the and people who got Trump and Do you think that's any different today? Obama, they, oh Obama's Oh he wasn't going along with oh yeah he was going along with it Alright, and, and they funded all these Private armies, and they're still funding the private Armies over there, these mercenary groups So don't fall for parties Left and right wing That's to keep you Stuck in your Ping pong mentality of left, right, left, right, left, right That's what it's for To stop you figuring out the big picture It's a a chess game And every layer of it, who will lose Who will gain what Right down to other objectives To come out of of even the fallout from it Across the entire Middle East and so on Into Europe They're not finished yet, remember and it isn't just the Middle East, they're taking them from all over Africa now, under the guise of refugees. And the hundreds and hundreds of non-governmental organizations are funding all, and even training them on what the rights will be when they arrive in these countries. Right down to telling them to be as arrogant as they want to be, these young guys, like armies of them, who, who show it as soon as they cross borders, because they've been told that no one's going to, to bother them or stop them. And they're incredibly arrogant about it. They've had training in this. Anyway, that's as far as I go with all that. But yeah, it was all planned that way. Of course it is. And the world, as they say at the top, must be completely conquered. And all the peoples that ever, at any time, kicked back. Kicked back against this kind of plan. Over hundreds of years, people. And nations have kicked back against it must be eradicated to be, in order to be conquered, right? And not, I'm not talking about Islam, but that's what they'll use. That's part of what they'll use, of course it is. If you look at the British papers now, and I don't like looking into them, because the format now is just terrible. It's all cuss words, swear words, and 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 trivia mixed in with rapes, murders, and, and half-naked women showing all that they have, all, you know, it's a complete schizophrenic I mean, I talked about this many years ago But it's even worse now Now that they don't have any real, real reporters left But I think the whole idea Is to make you think that everything is just crazy Until you can't have any moral stance on anything Because you can only have a moral stance If you think you have at least control over yourself But then when you see all these crazy things Happening to other people You think, well, I'm just like them I have no ability to change or stop Or keep a moral stance Or any kind of stance Or even a safety stance On anything for myself Which makes you more and more helpless Because they're putting such stuff in the papers now Just petty things Murders galore and so on and so on And beheadings in some countries Even in the States there, They have some of the, 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 the gangs from El Salvador they're, They've been coming up via Mexico and basically coming to the states, but for a long time now, and they have huge gangs, massive gangs, uh, running uh, San Salvador in the city, and also in New York and other places too. They're finding they are stuck up another corpse with its head removed and its heart removed, but buried alongside it. So at least they were you kind know, of tidy. But they were from there were gangs from uh, El Salvador, and it's all to give you the impression they are living. You're living in. You're, you're living in uh, some medieval era jungle or something That's what it's meant to give you And other people in, in Britain There's still cars uh, mowing down people Another one mowed down some, some youngsters at a bus stop there They haven't announced yet why But you just don't Do you think cars are just suddenly losing control? They can't steer them anymore or something? Is that what you're thinking? They've got a, a, a magnetic attraction for sidewalks and, and, and bus stops and things. Of course not. You know what's going on. Of course you do. But the leaders of the countries don't want you to talk about it. And they're calling you all kinds of things if you mention it, because it's the agenda. In the old days, even in the Middle Ages, nobilities, who had no problem telling you that they owned all the peasants and the serfs, would still Get rid of a king for instance Who's supposed to look after the nation If that king Was hurting their business Or their livestock They'd depose them or excel them or whatever it took But today you've got Since your politicians all know What the big agenda is Then you must surely know You must surely know That they're not working for you And when they're saying that all of your Culture must go down the tubes. Uh, all of your history goes down the drain. All of the things your 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 folks and ancestors fought for, even even for their rights, go down the tubes as well. It tells you really all you need to know, doesn't it? Again, Rockefeller said that uh, you couldn't make an omelet without breaking eggs, and the big plan is you know, there's a big omelet and. All the fallout from it is that's just the broken eggs Including the people They're getting broken And I, I gave talks a long time ago About the the, again, the blowback from all these wars They knew what they were doing it was, Again it was multi-purposed agendas All wrapped up in the same The same movement This will happen And then this will cause this to happen And this will cause that to happen. All worked out in advance It always is There are no mistakes And taking out Gaddafi In the same month that he reiterated to the world He says, look, we have been employed by you lot To keep the masses out From flooding your nations He says, if you put us under They'll come straight across Millions and millions and millions of them And that's what they did They took him out And let's be honest A guy who liked Abba couldn't have been that bad He had their whole collection Now, again we live in a farce. Now, I'm just going to rush through some, some stories, some links for, for those who want to, again, get a, even a little glimpse, a little smell, a faint whiff of what's happening, because all stories now are so tainted. But anyway, it said, scientists get buried in snow at Davos while lecturing on global warming, because their whole agenda, too, is to fleece you order society, and they're going to use the environment to do it. That's why it doesn't matter what happens. They'll never change They plan to bring it into austerity Tax you into the ground And rule the world by getting rid of all your rights and so on To save the world That's the tactic they're using And it's all lies and bogus But anyway, this article here It talks about it and I think they got about 6 feet of snow Within 2 days where they are at Davos It says the climate scientists hope their mock camp Illustrates how global warming could impact the Arctic but the so-called gore effect may make it harder to get the message across Because Davis has been frigid has Fringed temperatures along with six feet of snow In the last few days anyway I think it was actually two days They say six years, but in other articles it's got two days And that's how they're pushing They want to change it's written in stone Like all the other parts of the agenda It doesn't no matter what happens, including the fallout Including all the articles I read before Were the tops anti-terrorist groups of the nations also get used to it, you know, you're going to have this for, your, for now on forever. Generations of terrorism. Because they were bringing it into the country that way. I mean, they actually said it, that that's what, you get used to it. So they're not going to stop it. They need it. And then they've got another article here too, about a new US little ship. Actually, it's not a huge ship, it's about 300 feet long, I think. It's a new high-speed warship, the USS Little Rock. It's frozen. On the shores of Montreal, unable to set sail until the spring. It's quite the the ship, actually. This this new U S uh, Navy ship. It's a super high speed warship. It can go over fifty miles an hour. In, in miles, it's supposed to not. It's the same thing, but but in miles an hour, it's about fifty odd mile an hour. That's that's pretty fast for a, something like three hundred feet long, right? Anyway, it's frozen there. It can't go until the spring, probably March or so, and it's stuck in the St Lawrence Seaway. Because of a, a massive freeze I've had there Because of global warming again But don't worry, any any expenses or really you have to do for If it starts buckling the plates tonight The taxpayer will pay for that too The is awfully handy for a lot of things, you know There really is And then you've got uh, South Australia Because uh, they're have really avant-garde too in Australia It's like Canada And you've got to, be to show how goody-goody we are and uh, they do away with all kinds of coal and so on and, and for cheap electricity. It says South Australia blows up cheap electricity. They're called, they're, I guys it was coal ones that were doing it. Jobs, wealth, and ideological anti coal quest. So the South Australian government destroyed the smokestack of the Playford B plant, one more part of what's left of the cheapest base load electricity generators in the state. But I guarantee you, the, the big corporations will start to move it all to all the coal to China. Because under their free trade deals, and still classing them as a third world nation, which is a joke, along with India, uh, they can build as many uh, coal plants as they want. It's part of the free trade deal uh, that those that own your countries uh, set up for these people. So anyway, it said that uh, for about $8 million a year, over three years, they could have kept some coal power going and wouldn't have needed to spend $400 million dollars on emergency diesel generators That's what they've done We're closing this down they, they, Which they don't want to use They don't want to use diesel But got, they buy on 400 million dollars It means emergency diesel generators And over 100 million dollars On a battery That can supply 4% of the state For one hour <laughs> They would also have paid less than 120 million dollars For two days of electricity last week So there you go Talk about virtuous signalling and all the rest of it. It's very expensive, it says. I'll put that up too. And then you get this one here about the chaos in the British hospitals as they go down the tubes. I I hate to say it, and and I'm so sorry for Britain. It's so sad to watch it happen. But the welfare state there has demolished everything for such a long, long time. And it's been called, not just the sick man of Europe, uh, you know, uh, all the sick people of Europe went there. That's, that's the whole point, because they've got free Medicare and healthcare. It's just uh, paid for again by the, 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 the poor, <laughs> the taxpayers of Britain. <laughs> it's just now they've got patients dying in the hospital corridors and they show you pictures of them just on the floor and so on. Because they're overloaded with everything. There's massive cutbacks for years, but also of the flu coming in as well. But that's not the main problem as the flu is that it's a massive cutbacks now. It's just it's becoming non-functional, and as they're going to public-private partnerships galore, which they have in Britain too, with that with Carillion and other ones too. You're they're looking at incredible disaster, incredible disaster in the making as they have privatised so much of their 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 basically infrastructure, these private corporations. And anyway, I'll put this one up too. And people are even getting examined in the corridors there for, for gynecological problems, and they didn 't even have screens to go around them. This is you 're looking at really the, a country that 's going into third worldism. is it 's like a failed state. I hate to say it, and a lot of Europe is destined to go the same way that 's the plan. that is the plan. and you keep taking millions more in uh, over a few years with uh, welfare and everything and you 're just finished you 're finished. When most of the tax money is, is going to be borrowed, because there's not enough taxpayers left eventually to pay for all, that's where it's all going. A good article too: how 18 psychiatric patients freed by one National Health Service trust all went on to kill people. And it's one woman in this one place who's a psychologist that said they're they all fine. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, <laughs> you can go out now, you're looking fine. <laughs> okay, leave that axe here. <laughs> and away they go. Quite so. But th- th- this is the craziness you see in a society that's, that's it's lost all sensibilities. Interesting, too, Apple has announced that they want, again, it's not new, but they really want all your healthcare records on the phone now. So 've announced an effortless solution to bringing in health records to the iPhone. Many other companies are trying to do the same. Mind you the other ones that are on in this, and that has always been an agenda until all your, all your data will be out there for the multi hack and you 've got to be completely predictable to get, be completely predictable on behalf of your masters. They must have all your information also in Britain now they got ads up for the BBC who 's shut down stacks of different branches. I think they even sh- sh- shut down some of them in Scotland. And for the money they've got left now, they've got ads out now, and they actually say they don't non-white journalists trainees only. So there's your there's your freedoms, kaput, and that's where it always ends up. And don't forget the British Broadcasting Corporation, hey, that, that thrives on taxpayers' money, as they discriminate against a good chunk of the taxpayers that fund them. In Oxford University are giving women more time to pass exams in order to be fair and to try to bring up the numbers. Especially in mathematics and so on, it's an article from Britain. And again, too, they've got all these tests now in Britain as they go bankrupt. I mean, they were bankrupt long ago, and it's all borrowed money. And they kept borrowing them money from the from the European Central Bank as they try to keep them afloat because they don't want them leaving, but they've got to pay it off eventually, don't they? This is now you've got to be in agony to have a hip operation. Most National Health Service trusts now imposing cruel new pain tests in a row over rationing healthcare. But mind you, they're coming in from abroad. I did them last week or two, where you can have all your children there, like four or five children at once, have them treated with all the healthcare you want, and they walk off without paying the bill if you don't belong there. And also, too, articles on Carillion bankruptcy in Britain massive, massive debt. This is this is like a, it's, it's probably more money, if, it could be, than bailing out the banks. And now there's articles here But Canada, because Canada's completely tied in with them, too curling Canada branch And they're having meetings this weekend uh, Everywhere in Britain and here in Canada too, I think To try to find ways to keep them afloat And hide it all from the public, of course, naturally Because you'll end up funding it all and bailing it all out If they keep it going But they have to go that way And, and the, the countries, I, everybody knew that at one time They used they used you to build up the corporations And then to sell it off or give it off to all these private companies and then tell you it's going to be cheaper, and it costs you far, far, far more than it ever did before. And, and the plunder of paychecks at the very top are just astronomical. So I'll put that up there tonight too. I mentioned too what these PFIs are, private finance initiatives. That's these public private partnership deals that you pay for, and what they are, and so on. Another article, Road to Ruin, Caroline Collapse, puts spotlight on UK outsourcing model. You have hundreds, maybe even thousands, of subsidiary corporations that all get their money from the main one, because they all subsidi—they all sub- put them down to subsidiaries to get the cheapest one at the very bottom to do the work, so they can save as much money at the top for their paychecks. It's quite something. So I'll put all those articles up as well, and people approve of company CEOs. This is a, this is a meme shoved out at the right time. So, people approve of company CEOs more than world leaders. These fake polls they keep putting out to, to sway folk to actually think this way. So, in other words, they're trying to get to like Davos. Is this coincidental? have with the Davos meeting. So, people approve of company uh, CEO leaders, right, more than the world leaders. So, you should really have the Bill Gates types and the CEOs up there running the world and just give up this idea of democracy. Shouldn't you? Hmm? Shouldn't you do? Oh, sounds a lot better. Anyway, that's all the time. Unfortunately, I have. I've got a lot more stuff I've said But I prattled on As I usually do I don't plan What I'm going to talk about I hope to often Read a lot more articles To you and so on But I I yap too much At times And that's the way it goes But anyway I hope you get something Out of it And make you The whole point is To make you think And start to believing In what you see For yourself You don't need anyone else To tell you what to think Look And think And remember things Put them together and you're, you're, you're start to get the big pictures on everything. And don't f- think that if something's unpleasant, or you're told not to think in that direction, look at everything. You have to look at everything. You do, if you want to know that is. You can't really say, well, I want to know a little, a little bit. <laughs> just, just give me a little bit of unhappiness. But the, the truth is, you won't be that unhappy when you only know the big agenda. And you don't need to get heck of a emotionally um, distraught about it all. It's always really been like this. Hasn't it? World wars, you know. Cold wars, threats of nuclear annihilation, blah, blah, blah. Massive Great Depressions, financial. And recessions. They call them now recessions because I don't want you to be uh, too depressed, I suppose. But it goes on and on and on. And it's all planned that way. Again, back to Carl Quigley. Tragedy and Hope and the Anglo American Establishment. Good reads. Good starter reads. That's a starter for you. From myself, Alan Watt from Ontario, Canada. It's good night to me, your God or your God's go with you.